I'll come back. 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 I'm pretty sure we're online. Just need to get Discord in the right spot. There we go. All right, five, four, three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the Barcast. So the what is it? What's the phrase? Where the bar gets lower every single week. That's it. Your bartender's read for this for the evening will be a non-pencil. <laughs> You doing okay there, honey? It, in in Nagamatic Otaku. Are are none of us like right in the head today? Flam and Wi-Fi. Have I ever been? Can y'all speak? Milk? Nope. And my name's Flutter Priest. This week we have a very, very special guest! Oh my gosh. Every single one of you people that are fans of that Fallout stuff has requested over and over and over. We have him here today. We have Somber. Hello. For those who never tuned into a broadcast before, welcome. We're a community-driven podcast where you ask the questions, we relay them to our guests and make them miserable for two hours. You can catch up on previous casts such as Bill Newton, voice of Bright Mac and Fairnix, as well as other wonderful people in the community on places like iTunes. Hold on. Hold on. What's that other character's name? Yeah. <laughs> Or say that again. Fairnix? Oh my god. <laughs> That's his name. It's, it's not pharynx. Phalanx. It's not Phalanx either, if you're going to say it's that. It's Pharynx. Pharynx. Whatever. Man. <laughs> I put you all in a bag. I, thought I you disrespect the Bill Newton's character, boy. I'm not a true brownie. <laughs> anyway, we got questions out on some fiction shit. If you ever hear the word fallout during this cast, please take a nice, healthy drink, drink responsibly, and don't die. And uh, drink the your water, people. The lovely Anon Pencil is going to be watching our chat in order to relay the questions. Pencil lists an example of topics we won't touch with our guest. Uh, we will not be asking our guest anything to do with religion or politics or existential philosophy. We will not be asking our guest where exactly they live or what they, where they, where they work, you know, or their real name. So we ask that you not ask those questions. And also, if you're a dick to me and if you're an asshole to our guest, I'm not going to ask your questions because fuck you. That's why. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> other other than that, feel free to ask questions. So let's start with like actual interview questions and like get this off on a good foot. A good food. Next. Are you okay? I burped. I thought he, I thought he was going to say a good food. <laughs> Question number one, Somber. Uh, let's do the basic introduction. Uh, who are you and what have you done for the fandom? Um, who am I? Uh, I'm a nobody who back in 2010, I believe, maybe 2009, uh, Heard about this brony thing uh, through a, a webcomic that has sadly disappeared. Um, decided, what the fuck? I looked it up on YouTube and I watched two episodes, went, huh? And I watched the other 24 episodes. Um, and I've been kind of hooked ever since. Decided, you know what? I've, 
I used to write and hadn't written for a real long time, decided, what the fuck, it's fan fiction. Who the fuck cares if it's fan fiction? Um, put out one or two stories, and fortunately, one of them was pretty well received. And then I stumbled across a, a pick of a pony in power armor framed by a green nuclear blast. And... Uh, there uh, was Fallout Equestria, and I went, huh? Read the first chapter, huh? Second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Eh. And then KCAT made me cry for Diamond Tiara, who I hated at the time, and realized I'd fallen into something special, and I've been with it ever since. Um, probably the biggest thing I've done um, would be uh, Fallout Equestria Project Horizons. Um, and uh, I've been tolling around with some smaller fix uh, for those times when I just, you know, can't focus on <laughs> my, my big stories anymore. I'm currently working on a sequel to uh, Project Horizons called Homelands and some original writing that I hope will someday actually be, you know, published online or somewhere. Awesome. That's all there is to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, question number two. How did you get into the fandom? Like, how did you go through the process of hearing about bronies and checking out the first few episodes? So, like I said, I heard about My Little Pony from a few, you know, online forum posts. Was not really all that interested. But there was a webcomic um, by an artist named Liz, and uh, it was a furry comic. Uh, and there was a character in it that was a brony. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was, of course, a closeted brony, not telling anybody. And then another guy found out that he was a brony, and it was like, oh, here comes the humiliation. No, that big macho guy was also a brony. And I laughed hard and went, oh, what the fuck? I'll, I'll see what this is about. Um, it was very fortunate that uh, My Little Pony was for free on YouTube at the time, or I never would have gotten into it um, if I... I had no special subscriptions at the time. I had YouTube. So if it wasn't on YouTube, <laughs> I wasn't really watching it. Um, but fortunately it was, and uh, the show was good, and the community was better. And uh, it was kind of the, the community that kept me locked in. So that actually ties in really, really well um, to the next question. What would you say is your favorite part of the fandom? Is What keeps you here? Is it the online community itself, fan fiction, cons, music? What really keeps you going? So this is, this is kind of frayed over the years, and I'm sorry to say, but it was the attitude of love and tolerate. Um, that, to me, was, was kind of a, a thing that made the Pony fandom special. I mean, there were other fandoms out there. Um, I, was, I was kind of on the edge of Harry Potter fandom. Um, but uh, the, the whole, you know, I'm going to be nice to you even though you're a dick to me, um, kind of cemented it to me as something special. Now, sadly, you look at the internet today, and it's not quite that anymore. I mean, there's there's still a few people that, that, that follow that credo, but, um, oh, well, you know, stuff happens. Right. Um, I do love, I do love, though, the people. I love talking to people. I love meeting people at cons. Um, I love talking to people in, you know, podcasts like you, fun fellows, so... Um, 
it's it's really the people that make it special for me. What uh what cons do you usually frequent? Um, I try to get to Everfree Northwest whenever possible because it's the closest big con to me, and it's got a lot of writing uh, workshops. I was, I've been for, uh, fortunate enough to be able to do a few panels for writing um, at uh, Everfree Northwest, but. Uh, I have made it to BronyCon once, and I am hoping to make it to BronyCon for the last convention. Um, I don't know if I'll do any panels or not. I really hope so. I love doing panels. I'm a, a bit of a panel junkie. But um, I just really hope I can make it out there because I don't get to the East Coast very often, and there's people I know and friends I know and readers that also you know, can't make it out to Everfree. Right, right, right. Well, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. I would love to see you at a panel at the last Brunicon. Yes, I would, I would love it if we could get enough um, Fallout authors um, to do a uh, FOE panel. You know, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm a Fallout author. Cool. You want to be on my panel? No, don't don't do it. Yeah. Don't offer him this. No, do not be nice to him because yeah, then he thinks talk, he's people. You can talk about you can talk about your wifey line. <laughs> Somber senpai noticed me, you guys. Good lord! Now he's gonna think he's people. Speaking of people, okay. if there's one thing that you could say to your followers or your fans, what would it be? Thank you. Thank you for reading. Thank you for caring. Thank you for giving me criticisms. Thank you for, you know, giving me shit. Um, it kind of confirmed it helped me feel like I was an actual person in the world. Um, you know, even people that weren't necessarily nice about the comments they gave me, you know, it was still, you know, comments for, you know, something that I created. Um, so thank you. Uh, I probably would not be here if it wasn't for the support of people that have read my story. Very well said. Now then, it's time to get complicated. It's time okay. to get, you know, we're trying to, make, trying to make some people upset. Okay. Who is Best Pony? Best Pony... Of the main six or of the entire show? The entire show. And fan scenes. You have to ask hard philosophical questions now, don't you? It's my job, so, man. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give, give you two answers. Um, of the main six, my favorite is always Rarity. Uh, she's a creator. I kind of empathize with her a lot. Um, and I would happily be her footstool if she would allow me. <laughs> um, of the entire show, though, the character that I find most appealing is tied between Shimmer and Glimmer. Huh. And I, I, I kind of think the two are, are more interchangeable than I think the show meant them to be. Um, I like characters that have screwed up, like big screwed up, and are trying to deal with the consequences of that screwing up. Um, now, now, granted, 
the main six, you know, unless you're 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 a, a Philly who was you know misled by a centaur, uh, they're pretty they're, they're they're a pretty forgiving bunch. Um, but you know, everyone in life makes makes a mistake, at least one. I mean, and how that mistake defines you is kind of a, a measure of your character. So I really like Shimmer and Glimmer because they screwed up. The show doesn't gloss over that they screwed up there's there's no oh yeah remember that time when you were a demon and you tried to you know run a run a, a, a town with an iron hoof no we actually bring that up and it's kind of a bad thing that you did that so i i do i do appreciate the show for doing that no offense <laughs> just ah. just, just no offense like not even okay no that's what happens in the show I got I, I got Enigma's joke, fuck. Wow. <laughs> and wow. after the Wow. Enigma's in this yeah. element today. Damn it. Okay. This is bad. Now then, it's time to actually get into the user submitted questions. And of course, we can't start it without that one from the chat. Okay. How big's your penis? How big is my penis? Yes. So, um, are we using metric or imperial units? Okay, okay. So we had somebody actually measure their dick in spaghetti noodles. So you can get creative with this. No, 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 no. I, I, I need to know it's easier. It's easier with um, with the metric system. Um, Good. Because I can use millimeters. And, um, you know, that, that, that makes it easier. I think it's around four or five millimeters long. Um, um, maybe six when I'm really excited. It's tiny. It's absolutely small. I'm about to say four or five millimeters, and I was they're sitting there going, "Does does he does he know?" <laughs> Someone's <laughs> got to tell him. Does, does he know? It's, it's <laughs> the smallest. It's, it's it's the smallest. I think it's in Guinness World uh, Records. It's the smallest penis ever. Yes, that's Somber's penis. Congratulations. I, well, at least at least you you know you own it. I I do I do I will take whatever little things I can be proud of, and if it's a small penis, then God damn it, I'm proud of my small penis. Little things you can be <laughs> proud of. That's very cute. So you pull you pull down your pants, and someone goes, "Ooh, woo, what's this?" <laughs> no, they usually go, "Oh my God, it's so cute." <laughs> Perfect. Not that I get the opportunity to do that very much. Uh, well, this is going to be a depressing cast. Let's let's. let's well, get you didn't see what my name was, didn't you? I should I should have known. I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> All right. So let's. Um, our next questions come from Terry the Human, who seems to be uh, taking our record right now for being the first person to post in the thread. Good job, mm -hmm. Terry. Let's uh, start. He's. Oh, he actually listens. The scars are surgical scars. He doesn't cut himself, or is he into that? So okay. So he's actually addressing a previous cast. Thank you, Terry. Oh. Number one. What is your favorite story or stories? I'm assuming on film fiction. Uh, so my favorite story, right? That like ever. On film. Hmm. Fiction. I wonder. Oh, on film. On film fiction. Hmm. <laughs> Fallout Equestria would be very easy, um, and it is easily in the top three. 
Um, like I said, K-Cat uh, has moments in her writing that just blow me away. Um, where things just come together very nicely. Wonderful planning and whatnot. Um, the story... Oh, what was the... It meant so much to me, and now I am blanking on the name of it. Um, Tell us about it. It's one where Twilight Sparkle uh, finds herself in an insane asylum, and is it asylum? Oh. I think it's asylum. Uh, was the uh, was the author Demon McRae? I think his name yes. is. Yeah. Oh God, that's an old story. That's a throwback. Jesus. Yes, I love that story. Um, yeah, man, I, I it needs to update it and finish it. Um, no, I love Asylum. I love the uh, play on the, the character, and I once had an opportunity to talk to the author about the story and just guess how it was going to end. And um, he replied, God damn it, Somber, how did you get my notes? <laughs> yes! <laughs> I can guess the tragedy. Um, no, Asylum is a great one. Um, I also, and then if you were to ask me what my favorite, favorite clop, sh clop sh uh, fic would be, um, it would be uh, Miss Shapes by uh, Grimm. Oh. Um, it's a... Uh, it's a Twilight um, and Nightlight incest uh, RP or uh, uh, fic. RP, but, eh? Mm -hmm. but, and that's not so much my thing, mm -hmm. but it's incredibly Judging. well written. It's not just, oh, you know, first pony A, pony B, they fuck. It's, you know, what are the actual psychological ramifications of this relationship that Twilight and her father have gotten into? So if you're gonna get off, so if you're gonna get off to age difference incest uh, porn, you got to make sure it's well written. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, got it. Um, and uh, I, I, I go for quality of writing. I'm, I'm a snob, but uh, regular just, just porn where it's like character A and character B have sex is just just boring i really like to get into what happens with the characters heads when they're you know what does the sex actually do to them um not just you know how does it feel hmm. okay oh okay well then uh the next question is what is your favorite shipping pair in mlp favorite ship um my personal favorite ship is Rory Jack. Um, I, I wrote a fic called Rarity's Rodeo that kind of toyed with the idea of them being in a relationship together. Um, they're, they're such interesting diametric opposites um, that they're really fun to play with romantically. And uh, I just, I have a lot of fun with, with Rory Jack uh, as a, as a, as a ship mm -hmm. um are they actually going to make a canon in the show i don't know i mean we now have shira where every character is lgbt will they ever be brave enough to say applejack and rarity are in a relationship i don't know but uh it seems like the show is kind of toying in the same direction as well so we'll see cool then what is your lead it, it says latest, but I'm guessing they mean least favorite ship. 
Least favorite? I don't know. Gummy and Tom? I, I, I don't you know. You take that back! <laughs> is that, is that They're meant to be! Is Go that on. an actual ship going around? I have no idea. It probably is now that I've mentioned it. I will uh, make it. I don't know. I should no. have older and Tom. Just saying. I can, I can, I, 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 I can definitely see you know Gummy lying on a sun warm Tom's body, the warmth baking through him, relaxing him from his daily tensions of dealing with Pinkie Pie, and you know he slowly relaxes and slips out, and Tom is grateful for the intimate contact. Sorry, I, I, I can, I can write this. Why are you giving me this idea? Why are you doing this? And Bloomberg watches the whole thing. Oh my yes. god. Yes. And he blossomed. <laughs> I'm so like, upset at all of you. I feel like Gummy's gonna have a long internal monologue while this is happening. Oh yes. Number four. What's your personal favorite story that you've written? Gosh, I can't think of one. <laughs> No, it's it's uh, Project Horizons. Um, yeah, and uh, it, just because one, it's by far my by my best received story. Um, I occasionally get emails from people telling me that my fic has saved their lives, and you get an email like that, and it just sticks with you. <laughs> um, I'm really proud of the story that, especially that I finished. I mean, it's got huge problems. It's it's way too long. It has way too much junk shoved in. I mean, you could probably cut out a third of the story and nothing would change. Um, but it, I finished it. I mean, I finished it, and that usually doesn't happen with things I write. I usually get like three chapters in and go, eh, I don't like it anymore. It's not feeling right. I got a better idea. Something need. You know, I actually stuck with it, and I finished it, and I need to finish more stories. Um, I love Blackjack. I always will. My problem now is I keep turning my main characters into Blackjack because um, she's so much uh -huh. fun to write. And, uh, you know, like my other stories, you know, I, I always like Simply Rarity. Um, I'm, I'm trying to make Scotch Tape her own character for Homelands. Um and uh, right now, I, I am working on a, a original story, and I asked a close friend of mine um, who reads a lot of my my stuff that no one else gets to see by the light of day, what uh, he thought of it, and if I should just you know let my <clears throat> my, my my inner darkness filter go and just write whatever, and he's like, yeah, just go with it. <laughs> so we'll see where that ends up. So, I wanted to take a quick moment to interject here, mm -hmm. uh, because one of our normal cast, uh, casters, Ravage, isn't able to join us today, mm -hmm. and Blackjack is actually his favorite pony. Yep. And, ever. And, ever of any sort. In the interest wow. of today being a very actual special day for him, but he can't join us, oh, I want to set aside a question just for him. What went through your mind uh, when creating Blackjack's character and putting her through the character arc that she had in Project Horizons. And, of course, if there are possible spoilers involved, here's the warning for anyone online. Yeah. Uh, it, the story's been out... Been, been out uh, blah, 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 blah. The story's been out for two years now. So, 
at spoilers at this point, you know, sorry, uh, you're, you're, you're gonna get spoilers. Um, Blackjack was originally Little Pip. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I she was a maintenance pony. She was actually Scotch tape. She was young. She was a maintenance pony. Um, she stumbles across EC eleven oh one and. She's good at being sneaky, and she has small frame, and she picks locks. Yeah. Um, I realized back before I posted Chapter 1 that, oh, shit, all I'm doing is ripping off a little bit. So I kind of went back and went, what is the opposite of, of, of a little bit? Well, she's not good at picking locks, and she's not sneaky. But if she needs to, she can kick ass. And from that kind of inception of an anti-pip, uh, Blackjack was born. Her personality developed as a lot for myself. Uh, she regards herself as a screw-up. I regard my life as largely screwed up. Um, but Blackjack was, was kind of this almost biblical deconstruction of the martyr you know can one person truly do all to you know save the world um is it possible for one person to give that much of themselves for the world and what are the consequences of that and she tries she does but in the end you know it's only with the help of other people her friends the people she loves the people that stand by her that she's ultimately able to succeed oh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's kind of where that art came from the various things she goes through i mean i i came up with an idea of, of a, a physical nadir, a psychological nadir, and a, a spiritual, you know, bottom out. Um, and those were chapters 33, Happy Horn, which I think is 43, and then just before the end. If I recall, in another interview, you stated that you accidentally turned Blackjack into a, a slut, kind of? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, and here's the deal. I mean, she was she, she was from a sexually promiscuous stable. Um, I didn't intend for it to be that that sexually promiscuous. But uh, when you're writing a when you're writing a fic and publishing it in serials, it's been about a month between chapters for you. Whereas for the reader, it's been a chapter. So I'm writing this, and I'm like, oh, hey. And they bang and oh hey then they bang and oh hey then they bang well for me this was spaced out over you know three months for the reader it's like god damn blackjack just is screwing left right and center so yeah priest there we go my mute wouldn't unmute all right so yeah you're muted <laughs> okay so uh i'm gonna skip questions five and six of terry the human because number five uh, I don't know who fan fiction Pat is, but you definitely didn't chose him. Uh, number six is a Doki Doki Literature Club thing. Uh, we're going to try to keep to MLP stuff. Not, mm -hmm. uh, although we do Unless love like Doki you're Doki. A huge, yeah. Unless you're like a huge fan of Doki Doki or some shit. Oh, is that what that's from? Doki yeah. Doki Literature Club? Yeah. So oh, that gonna, answers that. So, we're, yes. We're going to skip that. Please try to keep our questions guest-friendly. And please remember to refresh, please. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, 
we're going to go to RK Striker JK5, whose first question start out starts out with Jesus Christ. No, that's not the question. Sorry. Number one, what is your favorite non MLP franchise? So recently, I have discovered Shira and the Princesses of Power, and it's not quite My Little Pony, but it's in the ballpark. Um, so I have I have gotten rather interested in that. I used to be a huge Star Wars fan. I used to be. Used to be. Sadly, I'm not anymore. I'm I, I I love the original the original movies, even The Force Awakens, even Rogue One, and then as far as I'm concerned, the franchise you know drove off the cliff and died a fiery death. <sighs> um, beyond that, I've also been a, I'm also a bit of a Tolkien geek. Uh, I've been that ever since I was I think ten years old. Um, but yeah, that that's. The, the most current one, though, is actually uh, Netflix's She-Ra. Go figure. Priest. All right. <laughs> the next question is, have you ever done anything for any fan works for a non-MLP franchise? Um, I have ideas, uh, but my big thing right now is I'm trying to get some original stuff written um, like I had, I had just one where it was like, what would be a serious, uh, a serious fic where Harry Potter was sorted into Slytherin, Hermione was, was sorted, was, was sorted into, uh, Ravenclaw and Ron Weasley ended up in Hufflepuff where none of the main three ended up in Gryffindor. Uh, and then what 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 kind of a fic would boil out from that? If you if you if you remove the whole house thing, and then of course Neville Longbottom would stay in, in Gryffindor because that's just fun. Um, you know, did I ever write it? Mm, a few pages, but um, I'm more focused on trying to get some original stories out from my own world and publish those, and hopefully make something of a career out of those. So. Ever dance with, oh, sorry. Number three is, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Absolutely, and she laughed at me. Was oh. it because of your penis? It's because I can't dance. Oh. oh. Wanderer Dean asked the next set of questions. Number one, <laughs> will you call me? Yes. I have I, I have your Patreon. I will call you. You will get together for BronyCon. It'll be awesome. Mm. Number two. <laughs> Did you know I considered tattooing blackjack on my arm? Uh, no, I did not know that. Um, I, I, my question is, uh, bicep or forearm? Is it something that you can cover up shamefully, or is it something that you're like probably going to show off at a job interview? Number three, who snows harder, Rob Cakeran or drunk blackjack? Blackjack is quite the snore, though. Uh, really, Rob is special. I've heard his snore. So, oh, he—he's also a special person because he's that guy who wrote My Little Dashie. Oh my God! Did you guys know Rob Cake Fifty Three wrote My Little Dashie? Memes. Next question. Yeah, okay, now I actually—I know him. Yes, oh. he actually does snore really, really loud. We shared a room for BronyCon. <laughs> there you fucking go, then. The lovely yeah. uh, milk stuffed him into his trunk, so it was pretty great. <laughs> Yes. No, he actually was a cool guy, though. He took the uh, we we did not have 
close. We didn't have enough floor space for the number of people we crammed into this hotel room. I think we had like eight or nine people at one time. And it was really, they were, they were real cool. They let me have a bed. Um, but we had so many people crammed in that room. So uh, Rob, he, uh, he took the, the recliner, which was barely called a recliner, because um, it was kind of like the only space left. So, yeah, he was a cool guy. Hey, that shit saves on costs for cons. Yes, it does. <laughs> so oh. conventions, but they are money sinks. Yes, I mean, they are. The barcast usually jams its entire self into one little room, so we know oh, how yeah. that works. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to the other other guy who is going to try to make you uncomfortable. First question is, how does this make you feel? And you can check uh, behind the counter and you can see what we're talking about. How does that image make you <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. Yeah, I can't fly with helium in my body. Well, did you know that we were actually uh, in a, a critical loss of helium? Um state for this this planet uh helium is used from vital mri uh technologies and in fact our planet produces so little of it it's essentially trapped in oil deposits um that we are at a a point where we may not be able to use some of the most advanced technologies because we no longer have the liquid helium needed to keep them cool so that's how that makes me feel they're wasting helium. That stuff needs to be saved. Jesus Christ, that was a very in-depth answer. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve in a story? My biggest pet peeve? Um, I had no plan. Um, I had a beginning. I had an ending. I once had post-it notes for where I was going. And so what I would do is I would write one chapter and kind of go, well, what happens from this and it was very organic and it was very messy it was just a huge story so if i had been a lot more disciplined if i had been a lot more aware of just what i was creating i would have made a much tighter much more concise story um i also would have kept the power level much smaller it would not have nearly gone as crazy as as it did at the very end there i mean i often say that Project Horizons goes from Fallout to Final Fantasy at the very end. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I look at these things and it's like, what can I do? The stories, I'm not going to revise a million plus freaking words. No, no, I'm not going to do that. So it is what it is, warts and all. And, you know, I love it, but it could have been better. So we're not going to get the director's cut of Project Horizons? No, no, you're not. Um, there's some people that tell me I should deponify it and try to, to make it its own, its own human thing, and I don't think that would work very well. It would, it would lose out a lot if I tried to do that. All right, now we're going to questions from Moose Tasm. Question number one, what's the most difficult thing about writing a story over a million words long? Writing a story over a million words long. Um... It's not, it actually isn't that hard to write a super long story. You just keep putting words out. Um, but Horizons isn't even the longest story in the MLP fandom. That goes to, I think, Diaries of a Madman. No, actually, it's the chase now. It's, it's <laughs> the what? It's the fucking chase, really? Yeah, it's the chase. It's oh, it. God. Wow. Fart jokes and all. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I, I wrote a story that was a law that that was that long. I will never read a story that's that long. Um, well I've said. never even been able to finish rereading my own story. So um, not all not all in one you know deliberate sittings. It's just so long. Uh, the really the hardest thing, and then the thing that the, that I'm most proud of is we got together for every single chapter to edit every single one of those those words. Um, and I, I have huge respect for my editors uh, because if it wasn't for them, you know, Project Horizons would have been a lot sloppier um, and a lot less engaging um, than it, than a lot of people find it. Fair enough. The next question is number two the FOE wasteland, vacation spot or permanent residence? Uh, very much vacation spot. Um, I don't want to live in the fall industrial <laughs> wasteland. I don't want the world to turn into the, the, the wasteland. The wasteland is a, is a, is a concept of what happens when we fail at civilization. And, um, if anyone wants to romanticize the wasteland, I invite you to spend 48 hours on the street um with no money no phone no car and whatever clothes you have on your back and see how enjoyable that is for you no uh, the the wasteland is a result of star lake glimmer interfering with the timeline <laughs> i love that word this is a little bit looking at the bear uh, uh I, I like the version where glimmer's like mouthing off at twilight and the little pip shoots her from because Little Pip knows what Twilight looks like, um, but uh, yeah, that's that's how it gets resolved. Is Little Pip snipes um, Glimmer as she's mouthing off. I don't know that episode. I would have loved that episode to say, "Okay, fine, fine, Glimmer. Let's go back, or let's go to a future, and we'll see what happens to your village." And like her village has turned into the magical board. Like, even she is just one more drone that has been, had her cutie marks stripped away from the masses, and I don't know. I, I, I would have liked to have actually seen what the future of Starlight's village would have been if Twilight hadn't of done what she did. That's a really interesting thing. I like that. Number three. Uh, I've gone and broken the timeline again. In order to prevent time from collapsing on itself, you must replace one piece of historical artwork, yes, any kind of literature counts, with Fallout Equestria Project Horizons. What piece of art and history do you replace, and how has history changed? <laughs> what piece of historical artwork or literature with, with Project Horizons? I'm tempted to say the Bible, but I think that depends <laughs> on the no religion rule. It does a little, but I'm happy you said that much. So thank you for that part. What else would you replace? It was, it was funny enough. I mean, <laughs> if you want to get as influential, you could do Machiavelli's The Prince. Well, the whole the whole thing with Horizons is it's a question of sacrifice and how much good can you do with sacrifice on your own. And how much do you need other people? You know, I mean, if 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 Project Horizons was somehow 
thing is, I mean, if, if you sent it all the way back there, people would have no clue what they were for. <laughs> like, cyber what's it? Replacing flesh with, with machinery? What is this blasphemy of which you speak? Um, I think that you would have to you would have to set it back in time to around maybe the 18th or 19th century, just so people would have the basic clue of what was going on, and not uh, kill you, and not kill you for heresy. Well, you know, just to have some clue of what's going on. I mean, you know, we have to remember books are extremely rare. Novels weren't even around until about the 17th century, mm -hmm. so. Um, I mean, Gulliver's Travel, or not, not Gulliver's Travels, Robinson Crusoe is one of the very first novel novels as we know of modernly, and that was, I think, 18th century, 17th century. Um, so, you know, around there, England, I think some people would read this, and they would be like, uh, we need to rewrite this and edit out the ponies and put in something else. But I don't know. I don't know what the effects would be. So on the third day, Blackjack Rises... Fucking <laughs> next. That's what happens in chapter 34. Dragonfire 42. I hope you're all having a great evening. Here's a few questions for Somber. Number one. As a creator, have you had a backseat writer tell you how to write or not to write? If so, how did you handle the situation? Yes, I have. Um, but it wasn't a writer. It was a editor. Um, and it was very unfortunate. Um, I worked with uh, Snipe Hamster. And he is a great guy. Is, he, he really is. He put in, you know, days of work on Horizons. But as the story was going on, he pointed out that it had a lot of stuff in it that just had nothing to do with Horizons. And he wanted to go back and take out certain things, like Lacune, um, who is a, a major character in, in the story, and just edit out the goddess, the, the scene of Blackjack and the goddess, edit out. And unfortunately, he he couldn't accept. That was something I could not do. I mean, I, I was psychologically, emotionally, physically not capable of doing that. There were some people that had talked to me that were like, Lacune is the reason why I reread re -re this story, because as far as I'm concerned, Lacune is, is the best pony. Um... In this in, in the story, that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, I've heard Lacuna, Lacune. I, I thought it was Lacuna. Okay. <laughs> it's, got that, it's got that freaky A A E at the end, so like uh, Lacuna, Lacune. Lacuna, I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought A E it makes the I sound like when, like when like old school Caesar, Aurelius Kaiser. So it's because like when you type in that name on Google and then it gives you the the sounded out thing, it says Lacuna. Is it? Yeah. Um, however you want to pronounce it. It's fucking it's English. Yeah. English. And Latin. Thing, thing you have to understand about English, English is not a spoken language. English is a written language. You can pronounce a word as gobbledygook as you possibly want. And as long as the other person kind of understands you, you won. Um, whereas written down... The word is what the word is, regardless of how you pronounce it. Like lasagna or bologna. Yeah. Enigma, I, 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 will, I will kill you. And I know you know why I'll kill you for that, Enigma. Baba da boopy? Number I'll two. I'll kill you now, Fran. Uh, <laughs> Baba da boopy. 
how did you start as a writer, and did you start with another form of art at first before getting into writing? Um, my first writing was fan fiction. Uh, not anything pony, though. It was a Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim fan fiction. Uh, back when I was, I think... Let's see, I was... Around that time when it was released. No, I think it was like... No! Yeah. I, um, I, I know if that's meant to sound, but I think he's old enough to be a 12-year-old when that was released. Yeah. Um... Um, I, I definitely didn't see it in theaters or anything like that, but uh, I, I watched the uh, watched the cartoon. I read the book, and I came up with a fan fiction where they were all turned into furry, anthropomorphic, you know, rat people. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was I was a furry before I knew what freaking furries were. Congratulations. Um, yeah, but. Uh, I wrote that, and oh god, no! I was even younger than that. I was like ten when I wrote that. Christ. Anyway, I wrote it, and then my older brother told me what copyright was, and I cried my eyes out. And oh I, no! Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I wrote something illegal. I'm gonna go to jail. No, you didn't. You did fine. <laughs> Fair use. Um, but. Uh, that was the very first thing, thing that I wrote. I liked writing. I wrote poetry as a kid. I took writing classes. I love writing workshops. Writing workshops are a blast, whether it's running them or, or um, whether it's running them or being a part of them. I always recommend writing workshops for anyone that you know wants to actually seriously write. Uh, are but, you aware uh, of the uh, write-off community in the uh, fanfiction community? There's a what? The write-offs. Oh, is that like a contest? Uh, kind of. It's it's a it's a bi-weekly group on fan fiction on uh, that writes both original and MLP based fiction, and basically does workshops and all of the stuff they make. It's really worth checking out. I'll put some details on it later. Yeah, after after the cast, you guys can discuss it more. Yeah, yeah, sure. I definitely it sounds like something would be up your alley. No. Um, oh, go on. Sorry. But anyway, what, what happened was I went to college, I took a bunch of writing courses, and then my creativity died. Um, I was trying to get some original stories done. I got one story to, I think, 100 words, or not 100 words, 100 pages, and it just tanked. Uh, real life hit hard. College did not go how I planned. Uh, my dad died of ALS, and needless to say, my creativity took about a 10-year hiatus. Uh, it wasn't until the show came back that I, I, I saw the show and, and I had the idea of, you know, what would happen if Fluttershy, you know, had a, had a, a, a chance to kind of reflect on her actions um, and figured, well, it's fucking fan fiction. So if people don't like it, it's fan fiction. You know, it's, it's fan fiction. Uh, the bar is not, is not set uh, ridiculously high, and anyone can enter, so why shouldn't I? So that was actually got me back into seriously writing, and I'm, I'll always be thankful to the show and the community, you know, for that, because I really enjoy creating worlds. I'd go as far as to say the bar gets lower every week. Mm. Now we're going um, to questions from... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, uh, the second question... 
part of his question, how did I handle that situation? Uh, and regrettably, uh, Snipe Hamster left the team, and I don't fault him for that. Uh, the direction he wanted the story to go, I couldn't take, and he largely felt that at that point his input just wasn't going to matter, that the story was going to be a big, huge mess, and it was. It was a big, huge mess. I mean, there's, there's no denying that. Um, but the things that we, he wanted, I could not deliver. More than pity. But, you know, I love the guy. He's a great guy. Um, if you ever see him, you know, he's, he's awesome. Snipe Hamster. Okay. Then we're going to go to questions from Alex underscore. Number one is, out of all the 1,781,141 words in Project Horizons, which word is your favorite? Cunt! <laughs> you fuckers don't even know the context behind cunt. There is deep meaning. So you're saying the cunt is deep enigma? Yeah, it's very deep. It, is it kind of like with fucking Breaking Bad saying the word bitch? What are you talking about, bitch? Wow. <laughs> let's, let's move past that. Number yes. two, if you have one, what's your funniest anecdote? Just like a story you would tell your friend and people you met at a bar for a good laugh. Um, I don't know if it counts as a funny one, but uh, what was funniest to me was one of my editors, bro, uh, another great guy, he fucking hated Horizon. He hated Blackjack. And he sent me a seven-page-long fuck-you letter um, ranting about how much he fucking hated my story, how much he hated Blackjack, how much he hated me. Um, and he just unloaded on the story. And I was kind of <laughs> looked at this thing and kind of read the beginning, started to scan it, just kind of scrolled down to see how long it was. And went, okay, I can tell you're really feeling strong feelings about this. Do you think you could, like, edit this to one page for me? <laughs> and he did. He actually edited all of his problems down to about three paragraphs. And I went and I read what he said, and it blew my mind because, um, yes... 99 was a rape factory. Um, P21 had been violated repeatedly, and Blackjack was utterly oblivious to this fact. And I kind of read what he wrote, and I sat back and I went, "Well, fuck." I didn't want to edit, you know, all the all of the work that I had done before. So instead, I had Blackjack. I think chapter 13 realize, holy shit, I fucked up. And that mirrors the way I felt uh, when I got that, that you know, essay uh, from Bro, oh crap, I fucked up. Um, and I asked him, well, you obviously care a lot about the story, so do you want to join my editing team and help make sure I don't ever do that again? And he did. And for the most part, he never did a mistake like that again. And then Aww. you did the boat. The boats, yes. The boat. <laughs> I love the very end where it's like, oh, does that count as a boat as it falls on her? More of the things that happen inside the boat. Mm. 
And like, I like how you're trying to be sneaky. Like, I, I like it, it, it. You're attempting it. Just so you know. Well, so, some people have to read it at some point. I'm not going to spoil it for them. It's a good story. Yeah, Blackjack has many boats dropped on her. And uh, boats drop on many other people as well. Because of all the things that drop on people, boats kind of are, are last on the list. Um, she, but she then, it happens to her with surprising regularity. And then she gets a smart idea to forge boat armor. <laughs> um, all right. Number three. What is the best Christmas song? The best Christmas song? Anything by Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Fuck yes! I mean, I, I approve of your taste. Uh, they'd be really easy to easy just, just to pick a classic jingle but uh, or, or carol or anything like that. But I really love Trans-Siberian Orchestra um, for their Christmas music. I'm, I'm listening to it in my car right now. Um the Lost Christmas Eve? Eve? Huh? The Lost Christmas Eve? Yes. Oh, you're a good man. Um, so we're not going to choose Very First Christmas from Spongebob? No. Or Last <laughs> Christmas by Lamb. Let's not do any of that. Let's move on. Number four. four. Somber, do you have any unusual Christmas traditions? No. I have no unusual Christmas traditions. Um, I'm uh, atheist. It's time I spend with my family. Fair enough. Oh, lovely. Trotting on forward, number five. Do you pray to the fan fiction pet to bring you lots of views and likes every time you write? Oh my god, did we just make fan fiction pet a meme? Oh so, I missed that question. What was it again? So, he's referring to a question way fucking back by Terry the Human. Why did you <laughs> chose fan fiction pet? And now he's referring back to it. He's shitposting at you. Are, are you sure that fanfiction... Is fanfiction Pat a thing? I don't I know. Don't it's uh, a thing now. F in the chat for fanfiction Pat, please. No idea. Uh, thing was, I originally was just putting it on a Google Docs. Uh, I wanted to upload it to fanfiction, but the problem was we would occasionally go back and make changes, and we didn't want to make changes to two, uh, to two manuscripts. So... We went through, we got all done with Horizons, we, I edited what I felt needed to be edited, and only then did I start uploading it to FimFix. Uh, it took me almost a year to get it onto FimFix, because it was actually a very exhausting task, and fortunately, about halfway through, I just turned it over to, to my editor, Heinz, who's a great guy. Um, and he's just like, Doo -doo 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 -doo, format, 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 format. <laughs> And I just uploaded it. Okay. Then, uh, now that we're about halfway through the cast, um, we're going to do very, very quick shout-out to what we do for community. So, hey, Pencil. Hey, what? This podcast is brought to you by Fake Advertisements. Have you heard of Dollar Shave Club? Priest, priest, I, I think that's that's a real thing. Oh, uh, have you heard of Skillshare? That also, it's also, also a real thing. Oh shit. <laughs> um, okay, I'll make something fuck up. Have you heard Stop of Blue Apron that sends you food to your fucking door? Priest, that's a real thing. Oh. Go, Daddy. 
Okay, then have you heard of the Barcast Patreon? No, what's that about? It's our show, though. <laughs> we, if you donate to our Patreon, we send all the money that we uh, take every month to uh, Horse Rescue for Red Wings Horse Sanctuary out in California. Um, we are on an ambitious goal to try and raise $1,000 almost every single year for Horse Rescue Charities. And we're close, but we can get there with your help. And maybe you don't want to just send us money. Maybe you want a little something in return. Check out our YouTube description. It has a link to some merch, like a little mug on it that says I, I need a drink something like that and you can buy it and it sends us money and you get a mug so do it thanks da -da 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 -da. moving on to questions now from Rundown Jet also okay. Alex post fucking links uh, number one what is your favorite <laughs> meal snack or food stuff that's really unhealthy but just so good curry Oh, curry, 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 curry. Curry's not bad for you, though. Curry can be hella good for you. No, because I'm a horrible, I'm a horrible lazy cook, so I get this golden dragon curry, and it's delicious. I think it has cocaine in it, um, <laughs> but it also has, like, like super trans fat palm oil um, in it, and I'm pretty sure it's going to kill me, but it's so freaking delicious. Yeah, if I actually, you know, cooked, you know, real curry and not use this, this... They're, they're, they're literally like uh, curry crayons. That's how freaking thick the, the oil is. Um, but it tastes so good. It tastes so good. I love chicken curry. Mm. Number two. What is the biggest or weirdest fear that you have? Uh, biggest fear I have is um, dying slowly and painfully. That's um, fair. Given you know, Project Horizons, I'm not surprised. Um, dying would be fine. I mean, blowing my brains out, you know, that's no problem. I'm dead. I'm gone. You know, it would be horrible for the people that, the, the, the people that love me and, um, care about me. Um, no, for, for me, it would be like, you know, jumping off of a building and breaking my legs and, you know, my, my, my back is shattered and I'm just lying there going, <laughs> can I die now? Can I die now, please? Oh, shit. No, here comes the ambulance. Ah, why did I fuck this up? And then they give you cybernetic limbs. <sighs> On my paycheck? No. No, no, no. Not, 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 not with my insurance. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's my, my deal. I'm not, a huge, I'm not a huge fan of pain, so go fig. Number three. Why is bagged milk the best milk? Because it's in a bag. Oh I my don't god. Know. Mm, I'm not going to rant today. Number four. I have no idea what bagged milk is. Is it like bagged well, milk? Now I have to rant. Okay, so in Canada, okay. they, they have milk in the grocery stores and they sell it in bags, like plastic bags. But the thing is, when you take it home, you think, oh, you just pour it out of the bag, right? No, no, you don't. They have special pitchers that they make that you put the milk into. Oh, so you pour the milk out of the bag into the pitcher, you think? No. You take the bag, you set the whole fucking bag into the pitcher, then you cut off one corner of the bag, and then you use the pitcher to pour the still full bag of milk out of the tiny hole in the bag you made. And when you seal it up, you have special clips you can buy in Canada for your fucking milk. 
Literally, this is fucking how Canada drinks milk in some places, and it's stupid! I have been educated, thank you. <laughs> I had no idea. You got milked, son. <laughs> fucking, you can see it behind the counter, you can see a picture of what they fucking do, so. Number fuck you, Canada. <laughs> number four. <laughs> what is your one annoying habit? So something you do that annoys people, or something other people do that you just can't stand? Uh, I have a bit of uh, issue with certain noises. I'm not a big fan of loud bangs and slams and whatnot. Um, I don't like yelling. Uh, oh, no. um, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is fine. I mean, like, people yelling, like, right behind me. Um, and uh, I've, there's been shit in my life where I, I just react poorly to starts like that. Um, my most annoying habit is I have a horrible habit of getting aversions to doing it what needs to be done. Like it, someone will email me and rather than just reply back, yeah, sure, that's fine. I will spend four days putting that off before writing back. Sorry, it took me so long. Yeah, sure, that's fine. Um, I'm a horrible procrastinator. And... Um, one of the miracles of Horizons is that we got it done as fast as we got it done um, because it is really hard for me to focus on getting on meeting deadlines. Well said. Then, number five, what is the theme song for your sex life? Okay, you want to hear it? Yes. Okay. Oh. Oh. That's a theme song to my sex life. <laughs> Beautiful. That's, that's probably the wittiest answer we've gotten. Number that's six. Okay. How would you describe yourself using only three words? Sad, lonely, pathetic. I love you. Please, please, please no sad. <laughs> Number seven. If your entire life thus far was a movie, what would the title of it be? Why? Why? <laughs> Do you need a hug, man? I'll give you a hug! <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. How big is your porn stash? Uh, not really as big as you probably imagine it to be because I keep most of my porn just I go to the locations online. Yeah. Um, the contents of it, however, will be locked away in the closet and never... Hey, that's where I live. Ha. Bonus question. Are you an anime fan by chance? Have you read my story? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the last the last third of it is all anime references. Um, you you had a character yelling baka 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 in one chapter. <laughs> What are your favorite animes? Oh, God. So, uh, to kind of go in order, my first favorite anime was Akira. Uh, second one was uh, Yuri Akidoki, Legend of the Overfiend. I completely mangled that one, that title, by the way. Uh, Ghost in the Shell, of course. Uh, both, both the original show and then the uh, series that uh, span, uh, spun off it. Um, Battle Angel Alita. 
I love. I, I want to see the actual movie. I hope it hasn't come out already and I missed it because that seems to happen. Um, and uh, currently, oh yeah, also, uh, of course, Full Metal Alchemist. <clears throat> My man, man. <laughs> the sparkles. And in fact, I actually wanted to... Uh, I, I, I pretty much brought in Armstrong just because I love the character so much. I love that character. Um, I especially love in Brotherhood the, the, the depth that they go into with just how stricken he is for what he did during the war. I'm like, yes! I love confident characters with hidden angst. Don't ask me why. Um... Currently, Cruella uh, Madoka is, is one that uh, I also absolutely adore. And then um, some more recent ones, Food Wars, Cells uh, at Work is fun. Um, what is it called? What is it called? Uh, the name escapes me. I uh, no, The one with the tiny wizard chick that blows up everything. You're not really magic. You're not narrowing it down. I know. I know. Little Wish Academia. No, uh, guy dies pathetically. Goddess laughs at him. He chooses her as his uh, as his gift to, for going to this fantasy world. She gets drugged with him, and it turns out that she's completely incompetent and useless. Oh. Uh... I don't know that one. Uh, uh, Princess Resurrection? No. God damn it, this is going to bug me for like oh, the rest of the night. Also, when you said, also, when you said uh, Food Wars, don't you mean Fighting Foodons? Mm, no. Uh, I, don't, I can't remember what the Japanese uh, title of it is. Shokungeki, I think. The, uh, yes. The uh, chat is also freaking out. Konosuba. Konosuba, thank you! Konosuba. That's another one that, that I love, and I love how Aqua is getting character development, but it's like at a glacial pace. So, I love character development, especially though when it's not like, oh, instantly, this happened, and now I'm a completely different character. No, characters take time to develop. Now we're going to go to questions from Dustu. Uh He says, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, you know that alongside K-Cat, you inspired me to make my own disgustingly complex Fallout Equestria story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe you mentioned it, yeah. Okay. Um, he wants permission to uh, reference your story, and then to kind of spring off this question, how does it feel that you've written something that inspires so many other people to write? <laughs> I am so I'm completely cool with it. KCAT did a amazingly generous thing when uh, she wrote her story and said, "Hey, here is my story. Go ahead and use it." She could have been a butt about it. She could have been like, "No, this is my story. You 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 can't touch my characters. You can't touch my world." You know, and and it would have completely soured all the FOE uh, people. Um, it would have been a huge backlash. It would have been a mess. But instead, KCAT generously said, go ahead, use it. So I'm of the same I, I follow the same same philosophy. If you have a story and something from Horizons will make it better, 
um, go right ahead. And I've even allowed some people, uh, I think there was one uh, amethyst something or other, um, people that, that just like, oh, the end of the story is is, is, crit is absolute crap and horrible. I'm like, go ahead and rewrite it. I'm not stopping you. If you have a better ending for Horizons, go ahead and write it. Uh, I, I, I put no restrictions on anyone that wants to use my stuff as long as you put a credit in like the author's note at the very end of where you got the stuff from. So yeah, um, how does it make me feel? It's always awesome. Um, and it's, it's the same feeling you get when you see art of your character. Um, the first time someone does art of your character, you're like, oh my god, that is so amazing. I don't care if it's stick figures, it's amazing. Um, and if you ever want to, if you're an artist and you want to inspire a writer, just do art from their story. You'll, you'll, you'll make their day completely. And if you don't, then they're an asshat. I'm sorry. <laughs> Getting art is awesome. I agree. Now then. Um, the last question I'm going to take from Dustu because the other two kind of overlap the same ground we covered before. Uh, he asks, I have a crush on Blackjack. How does that make you feel? Do you realize what's happened to everybody that's had a crush on Blackjack? What happens? A shooter? <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, Lori loved Blackjack. She got nuked and then died of radiation poisoning in Blackjack's arms. P21 loved Blackjack and he ended up impaled and uh, sliced through Threat. So now I'm really worried about Threnody because Threnody is getting close to Blackjack in, uh, in Heartshine's story, uh, Speak, which, by the way, I, I highly recommend. Um, and. Uh, I have to worry about what's going to happen with Renity. So bad things happen to people that have crushes on Blackjack. I'm just telling you. All right. Uh, let's see. Dark Angel comes up next and is usually known for making sad questions, but this week didn't post any. My heart goes out to you, Dark Angel. Oh, too bad. Keep strong. Uh, Jammer says, Somber, has the cast been nice to you? Yes, very What's it like to write horse words? Uh, the same as any other words. Um, except when you write horse words, they sound like this. <laughs> Number two! If you are given 33 drinks of your choice every week, would you give 90 a place to stay out or near your home? Um, if they like have nowhere else to live, then sure, I'll give them... If I have a futon. Um, my 33 drinks of my choice is going to be Mountain Dew, so that's not going to be all that difficult, really. Alright, uh, the next question is, would you hug Thingpone, kiss them goodnight, and tell them every little thing is going to be alright, and also, would you sing some carols with them? Um, uh, would you post pictures of Thingpone, Pencil? Actually, I can do it. I forgot that we have a micro for this. Oh, what did I close that? Yeah, we, we did this just so we could, like, show this picture off. This is Think Pony. As in, like, John Carpenter's the thing. Ah. Uh, um, sure, why not? I mean, if she's going to eat my face, then at least I can be, she can be eating my face while I do nice things for her. 
I mean, she's not that far off from the choir. Right here. Are you, are you gonna just, like, make a fuck ton of references? Is that all this is, Enigma? Are you yes. that excited? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Number four. If you were to hug anyone on the barcast, why would it be Enigma? She has a really cute voice. E? <laughs> oh my god! Did you just assume my gender? Oh my god! <laughs> Number five. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. We all shit on Enigma. We do. Number five. <laughs> Has the disappointment kicked in yet? Um, I had the disappointment kick in when I was about five years old and I realized I was going to die. Oh. oh my god. I thought it was when you thought you were going to go to jail for fanfic writing. The, 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 the disappointments have then just become larger and more complex as life has gone on. Number six. Will these questions bother you? Nah, not yet. Now we're going to Hymnos, who asks, Is knowledge a blessing or a curse? Yes. Um, here's the deal. If you ever read the, the a story that it should be required reading for many people, and is required reading for a lot of people as Flowers of, for Algernon. Um, Good story. Which you have a character who is, is very low IQ. Um, he is given an opportunity at a medical procedure which will increase his intelligence. And he does. But as he gets smarter, he realizes, oh crap, the people that I thought were my friends weren't my friends. The people that I thought were helping me out were really just helping themselves. The people I, that I thought cared for me really don't. And then he loses his intelligence. And as he loses his intelligence, he doesn't revert back to who he was before. He still has knowledge of, of the world around him, but he comes more at peace with it. Um, knowledge is an incredibly powerful but frustrating thing. You can know all sorts of things and just having to deal with people that don't have that same knowledge or have um, differing opinions on things, you know, is a real trial. Um, but what's the alternative? Uh, essentially the discoveries that we've made are for naught and life reverts back to a much cruder and harsher time that quite honestly would be a waste. So if, if knowledge is a curse, then it is a necessary curse. All right, we're going to move the Lone Trooper, but before we do that, I'd like to do a quick shout out in the chat. To Olympic Harua, also known as Brainiac on Trippy Guru, who is well known for drawing a lot of blackjack pictures. Thanks for joining. <laughs> Number one from Lone Trooper. What is your favorite heartwarming experience at a convention? Uh, being able to go to BronyCon. Um, I met the guy that uh, paid for my plane ticket. Um, you know... Just just being able to shake his hand because he spent so much to get me out there. Um, you know, meeting meeting people that are fans of my work is wonderful. Occasionally it's exhausting because I've had fans that have wanted to talk for hours about Project Horizons. And I get it because they have not had this opportunity till just now and they may never have the opportunity again oh. to talk it. Um 
you know, but I've had, I've had, uh, readers come up and tell me that my story kept them from committing suicide. Um, I've had, I've had care, uh, people that say, you know, reading horizons helped me get over my alcoholism or other, you know, drug problem. Um, and when you, when you have those interactions with people, it's like, wow, I was just writing a pony story. I, I, I did not, I did not intend to change people's lives with my story, but I did. And, oh my God, that's fucking awesome. Um, and occasionally a little overwhelming. Blackjack got someone off alcoholism. I feel like the opposite should have happened. Um, it's that blackjack doesn't give up. Um, you know, and the thing was, Blackjack was very, like, as Little Pip, you know, dealt with her addiction, like I said, I, I was I was ripping off a lot of the original at the start. Blackjack was going to be an alcoholic. She was going to have that alcoholism meltdown, but fortunately, I kind of was able to write it. She's, you know, a functional drunk. She needs the alcohol to deal with the trauma in her life, but she's able to at least keep herself together at the worst parts of it. All right, then, uh, let's see, going to Lone Trooper questions. Forgive me, I'm nursing a bit of a hangover today. Are we dealing with number one still? No, uh, we, we just, okay. did, we just I thought finished so. one. I thought so, okay. Number two, what writing advice would you give to those starting out who would like to create their own stories? Uh, this is not limited to MLP or Fallout questions. Okay. Read lots of stories. Read, yes. read, 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 read. Please read. Read classics. They're classics for a reason, okay? Yes, the language may be weird and the story might be boring and it might be predictable because you've seen it so many other times, but that's because they're classics, okay? Read whatever genre you want to write, write in, read that genre. Read fiction, read if you want to write light novels, read uh, light novels. Um, science fiction, read science fiction. You know, expose yourself to that genre as much as possible by reading it. Not watching videos, not watching movies, not that there's anything wrong with videos and movies, but you want to get used to stringing these words together in your head. And watching things does not do that for your brain. Um, writing workshops are a great place to safely test out your craft. Uh, it'll, it'll give you ideas of how to build a character. It'll give you ideas of, you know, how to write a plot of how to, you know, what is a, a good story versus a story that doesn't offer anything. Um, but above all, you know, reading is one of those critical things that a lot of would-be writers skip. They're like, oh, I watched this movie and I want to write a story on it. Well, that's great. I'm glad you watched that movie. Have you read the script for that movie? Odds are they haven't. You know, the reading is a different medium than watching. And if you are going to be reading things, or if you're going to be writing things, you really should have an idea of how these words go together and how these stories get put together. So above all, it's, it's read. It's read as much as you possibly can. Number three, then. What motivated you to create the amazing story known as Project Horizons? I started reading in college while you were finishing the final chapter, and I spent my entire summer break reading your story every day. So thank you for creating this incredible, wonderful experience. Well, thank you for reading. Um, so I was reading the original, and I have a bad habit of creating characters. I make OCs like, like nobody's fucking business. 
um, and I will then insert my OCs and I will then come up with stories for them. And I got an idea for Project Horizons from playing uh, Portals 2. Oh, really? At the very end of, of Portals 2, I guess spoilers, um, there's a, a moment where the, the roof blows off and you have this image of the moon and you basically shoot a portal to the moon. And that's when I went, you know, if I was going to hide a mega weapon anywhere, I would hide it on the moon. And then I went, you know what? That would actually be a pretty kick-ass story of, of a mega weapon on the moon that, you know, endangers all of Equestria and someone has to go and stop it. Um, from that, you know, I had to think of, well, okay, how does a mega weapon end up on the moon? And then I had to think of an antagonist that could get a mega weapon on the moon. And then I had to think of a protagonist that, who would be tough enough to actually get through all of this stuff and pull it off. Um, and so from all that, Project Horizons was born. Awesome. Um, we already mentioned before things like anime and, you know, the original Fallout of Questia being influences and inspiration for your world characters and storyline, but do you have any other major inspirations that you took from? Um, towing the line on a rule, uh, Parts Horizon, especially the second half, is very much a deconstruction of the Bible. Ah. Um, and I'm not going to go further than that because it causes people to blow up. Fair but, enough. Um, other, other sources of inspiration, like I said, anime was a big one. I love the action and drama that is inherent in a lot of anime. Um, I was a big fan. Also uh, influenced by Star Wars, uh, Blade Runner. Uh, if I honestly were to re-rewrite the story, like someone said, you have to rewrite Project Horizons, I would actually set it in a more dystopic future like Los Angeles uh, in Blade Runner. Um, just because the, the, the setting is, is so rich and lets you do so much. Um, so yeah, those, those were, were kind of my, my, major, my major inspirations. That's kind of funny. I had I had not played Fallout uh, before starting the story. I, I I had no real knowledge of Fallout. The when the knowledge I got from Fallout was through the wiki. Um, it wasn't until I finally was able to get a upgraded computer that I was able to play Fallout Three for the first time, um, and I finally realized what actually you know happens in Fallout. So, yeah, if a lot of people criticize, well, this doesn't feel like Fallout, well, there's a reason for that. It, 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 it's, it's much more on the Equestria side of Fallout Equestria than the Fallout side. All right. Then, number five. Did you have any ideas for Project Horizons that didn't make it into the final story? Paladin Mustang. Oh. Damn it. Oh man! Paladin Mustang. I was gonna have Paladin Mustang and and I think uh, Hawkeye and Havoc because they're all pony names already. God damn it! <laughs> I had Armstrong. I was going to introduce Mustang, Hawkeye, and Havoc, and I was shut down. 
my editors, all of them, all of them stood against me and threw a line in the land in the sand and said, no, strong hoof is it. You don't get any more full metal alchemist characters. And I was like, but they're already ponified. It was, so it was so bad. I was planning on it. Like, Cause if you remember at the very end of horizons, the, the, the people that blackjack sends with her, one of them was a flamethrower person. That was going to be Paladin Mustang. Uh, All right. Awesome. Then we already kind of covered number six, what you have for feature writing. You already teased at the upcoming possible uh, sequel-ish to Project Horizons. Well, I'm, I'm, writing, I'm writing Homelands as it is. I hit a big patch of depression recently, and it kind of kept me from making progress on Homelands. But I'm releasing that as I write it as well. I'm doing it the same fashion that I did uh, Horizons. Um, the other project that I'm working on from original one is a, a, largely a story of a princess taking back her country with the help of her anthropomorphic furry rabbit. Um, and it's pretty freaking dark. <laughs> it's a lot darker than I thought it would be. Um, but apparently that's where my brain likes, likes to go. And then speaking of dark, why can't Blackjack and Friends just be happy, damn it? I want to see happy ponies. Because happiness is precious. Happiness is the exception to the cruel brutality of life. Um, it is a treat that makes life bearable. If you are happy all of the time, life becomes saccharine and meaningless because there is no struggle. Um, Blackjack and her friends struggle for their happiness. So every moment that they get happiness is precious to them. All right. Yes, I, I, yes there's a reason my name is Somber. <laughs> and then out of interest of time, we're going to skip that last question. Sorry, Lone Trooper, I know you really like it. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. <laughs> uh, now it's time for questions with Violon. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for questions with Violon. Also, your fan is really loud, priest. Yes. Let's see. I would put my my desire to live at about a six right now um like if i were to suddenly have the house collapse on me and kill me instantly that would be fine um but i don't have any plans to go out and purchase a gun and blow my brains out well that was sad how are you <laughs> <laughs> um, i like that, that, was, sorry, that was that uh, no it was just very somber we're going now to questions from Eighth, who we just had on last week. If you want to check on, check out questions there or on Eighth, or if you miss certain questions, like I've been seeing in the chat here from this cast, everything is up on YouTube. Go check it out. Alex, post the link, please. Um, some bro for or fuck Eighth, he asks you to please talk dirty and make airplane noises so he can expand his collection and his dawn. Fuck. Penis in pussy, fuck, come. <laughs> I'm not a voice actor. What can I say? No, no, that was wonderful. 
I'm sure that Tara Strong could, could, could definitely do that airplane noise in a variety of different fashions. Oh, man, if we could get her to do that, it would make my day. But you did great. <laughs> Some bro for life now has questions. Number one, what's your favorite video game? Uh, uh, this is one of those tough ones. So I am a huge Final Fantasy XIV junkie. Um, I devoted way more hours into that game than any sane human possibly could. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Fallout New Vegas, uh, Fallout 3. The rest are controversial. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Final Fantasy series in general, uh, especially 7, 6, and uh, 9, actually. Um... Otherwise, yeah, I, uh, oh, also a big fan of the Dragon Age series. I like Mass Effect until the final hour of Mass Effect 3. Fucking, <sighs> yeah. It's like, so we've done all these things, and your final actual game ending is red, blue, or green. Oh, but guess what? It doesn't matter, because it's all the same ending, and all the choices that you made before this point don't matter, dick, because we're not going to tell you what the effects of them are. Choose a Pokemon. <sighs> I wanted to smack somebody. You and I both, man. Number two. And we just, we just won't go into the current Bethesda stuff. Speaking that's, of Fallout, oh, that's what do you think of Fallout 76? Okay, I will come back in a month and give you an answer. Fair enough. That's a can of worms that we don't have fucking time for. Let's move on. As hilarious as it is. Yes. Number two. What's your favorite boss fight? Uh, most memorable boss fight I ever had was the first time I was playing. It was actually Final Fantasy II on the Super Nintendo. I was, I think, 12 years old at the time, and I finally got to the very last boss of that game, and I was so excited, I actually wet my pants a little. I was, like, 12. Fair enough. <laughs> This is the first time I ever got to like a major epic boss fight on the video game. Nothing's ever compared to that. Fair. Number three. Have you accepted Skeletor, the master of the universe, into your hearts? No, and I have a question, Skeletor. What are you planning on doing with the entirety of the universe? To destroy He-Man! Okay, and let's say you do. What then? Ah, uh, bake cookies. Can we? Okay, can, can we you just bake up? cookies? Can you bake cookies without defeating He-Man? Well, I mean, if I did, they would be bittersweet. Life is often bittersweet, Skeletor. Ah. Oh. Can we just get a, a meme image of Skeletor having existential crisis? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Good job. I, I don't know. Can, can someone things. just accept me into their heart, please? <laughs> <laughs> Number four. You are an itty bitty Equin City. What buses do you start? I have no idea. 
<laughs> Number five, do you even praise, bro? No, I don't. I'm an atheist. Okay. <laughs> We're going to Tony Montana. Praise, did you mean to say businesses? You said, what buses do you start? It says buses! <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> and, am I just going to lie and say, like, oh, he meant businesses. Praise, I think he meant penis. Do you even penis, bro? Uh, We're going to Tony Montana. Just shit's crack. Hey, that's a joke. Number one, when did you first start writing in general? Uh, like I said, when I was real young, uh, I read, like I said, Rots of Nim, really inspired by it. Um, I also think I was reading uh, Albedo furry comics, and so that's kind of combined with the two to make a uh, uh, fanfic for that. Um, I like starting stories. I like ideas. I have a great problem of sticking with them if I don't have someone constantly writing my ass going... Stick to the project, stick to the project, stick to the project. It's like, if I don't have that, then I get distracted by other shiny ideas, and I want to write those. Which is very frustrating for people reading me. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of how I got started in it. And uh, a lot of the friends I actually had in high school were also amateur writers as well. All right. Then... We already kind of covered number two, which is the advice for people mm -hmm. who want to start writing. So, instead we'll go to number three. Um, can you justify Project Horizon's length? Question mark. Uh, how long was it Was it supposed to be? Uh, that's the, the non-answer. Um, right. The deal is, when you're writing, when you're, when you're publishing chapter by chapter, you have very little control over length. Um... And that's simply because you're focused on getting this next chapter out as quickly as possible to your readers. And, I mean, if you look at the length of some storylines in comics that publish serially, they sprawl all over the place, too, because uh, they have to. So, if I were to magically go back and wave a magic wand and edit the fuck out of Project Horizons, I would have probably a third less story. Um, and it largely wouldn't make that much of a difference, but writing it at the time, I was writing it the only way I could write it in order to get it done. Right. And like, that's one of the reasons why I don't really like this question personally as a writer is that you're going to write it the way you feel like it needs to be written. Yeah. And as that says, like, even if you take a chapter aside to just characterize somebody or, or deepen a relationship or something like that between two characters or introduce a new character even if it doesn't further the plot like you're doing what needs to be done yeah and the thing is i can't tell what's going to be significant to a reader you know i i don't have a magical glass that allows me to peer into the minds of my readers to know what they want to know some readers want that world building some readers want that character interaction some readers want that fluff and so what you think is should be cut out another reader thinks is absolutely the reason why they're reading so honestly you just write and you write the best you can and you hope that people like it then the next question is did you notice any significant changes in your writing style as project horizons progressed um i got more ambitious i 
thought more of my story as you know an actual uh piece of literature rather than just you know a fan fiction uh i became more self-conscious of it and i also as i got tired started having more fun with it by putting in references a lot of people don't like the references the references were to keep me writing um because i would think oh this would be a really great ghostbuster reference um like have a, i have a reference from ghostbusters 2 in hightower where they're yelling at the smooths through a toilet <laughs> Why is that in there? Well, because I can, and it was fun, and, you know, the story is, is, and at the moment, they were trapped in a burning prison with, you know, feral ghouls screaming and killer robots everywhere, and a nuke about to explode, and goddammit, I wanted a Ghostbusters 2 joke in there, <laughs> because fucking hell, why not? Um, I, I, I think a lot more about my writing now. And like right now with the princess's rabbit, I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, much more, what does this say about my character? What does this, you know, story offer beyond just entertainment? So. All right. Then uh, what was your favorite chapter to write and your least favorite ch chapter to write? My least favorite chapter was uh, writing, I'm pretty sure, my least favorite chapter was the very end, because it was tough, um, especially the last third. The, the, the thing was, I had so much buildup that there was no way I could possibly pull off the punch of the final confrontation at the end, because it's like, so-and-so fights Cthulhu, you know, the fight in your head is more epic than the actual, you know, words that I can put on, on the page. Uh, the one I had most fun with was when Blackjack teamed up with Little Pip. I will, I will fully confess that was pure fan wink on my part. It's like, you know what? I have an excuse. I can get Blackjack and Little Pip together. Fuck yeah, I'm going to do it. And they have a little mini adventure all by all together. And um, it was it was fleshing out a part in the original Fallout Equestria that did not have uh, that wasn't in the story. I think it was just like a, a line, maybe. Um, and then the memory was removed from Little Pip, so I'm like, I can actually have Blackjack Little Pip shenanigans because it's in the memory that she removed. And later on in the novel, she says, I never went back to check those memories. And it's like, okay, cool. Wasn't it also a possible tryst with them? Oh, yeah. That's, that's, I, I say I leave that up to the character, but I just, you know, the, the, the Blackjack Glory Little Pip homage four away. Yeah, that happened in my head. That's, that's, that's complete headcanon for me. We're going to move past the last two because there are a few things that we kind of referred to earlier in the cast. Tin Man now has questions. Uh, what's your favorite headcanon? My favorite headcanon? Yes. I don't know. I can't think of one. All right. Then we're going to do some kind of lightning round questions. Uh, okay. Do you prefer bug ponies or the gay deer? Um, I honestly have a soft spot for the bug ponies. Okay. Bird ponies or bat ponies? Bird ponies being pegasi. Uh, bat ponies. 
I do want you, it in a fucking show already, damn it. Right? Number four. Do you even crotch boobs? Uh, no. Number five. Uh -huh. Why not dragon boobs? Um, I don't know. Number six. How does this picture make you feel? Damn. <laughs> uh, I would say 4chan. 4chan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there was a time. There was a time. It's, it's, it's pretty much it's 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 past now. There was a time where I could pop into 4chan's Follow the Question channel, and it would sound exactly like that. Good. But Good. Who is, but who is this mysterious 4chan? <laughs> Please no. I heard he was a server admin. Please no. <laughs> Off you fuck, Flam. Off you fuck. Now we're going to our lovely shit poster, Muggany. Number one, okay. was there an initial length that you originally planned on giving the story that wasn't as long or short? Nope. Uh, I honestly thought I would give up on the story before I ever finished, because I'd done that with all my other stories. Uh, fortunately, readers kept on me, it kept me engaged, my editors kept on me, and I got finished. Um, the problem was, when I finished, it was a million and a half plus words long. Number two, how long did it take you to plan out Project Horizons prior to finishing it? Or writing uh, it? About 24 hours. Nice. <laughs> I'm serious. I just had this idea in my head. I threw the characters together. I re revised Blackjack a little bit. Um, and then I asked K-Cat for permission. And she, I caught K-Cat in a... She used to hang out in the chat of her Google Docs. Mm -hmm. We actually caught her and asked her permission. And she's like, yeah, sure, I don't care. I'm like, okay. Now then... I'm going to combine number three and number four because I think it's very topical. At the time of writing this, I just finished the ending to chapter 21. I mean, 22. Now I feel sad. Why do you enjoy making us sad? Because I'm a horrible person and my life is bleak <laughs> and meaningless and I want to spread misery throughout the universe. On that note, um, number five, I like I, your stuff. Keep wait, writing. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. What was that? Please yeah, continue. It's not that I want to make, make people feel sad. It's that I want my readers to feel. And... Blackjack goes through hard stuff, but she ultimately, you know, has to overcome it. And so if I'm making my readers feel, I'm doing my job. It's, it's my job to make readers feel things. Um, and to feel like when it's all over, God, that wasn't a waste of time. Um, if I do that, I've done my job. All right. Uh, let's see. Number six is besides Project Horizon. Is there anything else you've written that you'd recommend? Um, anything else that I've written? Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to put up a link saying, you know, I finished my first original novel. Here it is. It's horrible, but I hope you enjoy it. And we already kind of covered number seven, so we're going to move on now to Duskhoof, who I've been refreshing furiously for. <laughs> um, we're going to quickly grab a question from the chat, just because I keep seeing it pop up. Are you okay with fan art, fan fiction, in your Project Horizons universe? Absolutely. Fan art is awesome. There is not enough fan art for a writer. Period. Ever. Ever. I don't care how... This is true. I don't care how good, how bad, how lewd, how clean, how anything. Any fan art is awesome, because it tells me I inspired someone enough to actually either put 
pen to page and make a picture or to put down money so someone else would. It's um, so true. Yeah, it's it's a huge ego boost for any writer. And if you really want to give that writer a good day, give them fan art. It's so true. And usually if I get fan art for a story, I almost always make it like cover art. But yeah. that much that's much harder for you, Somber, because I'm sure you've gotten more than you can handle. Yeah, I, I'm, to, to be fair, I've gotten a lot. I, I do. And um, I was blessed with Vector Brony. Vector Brony came along, and he basically became, I think, the official Fallout Equestria artist. Uh, he did art for all the characters. He did art for all of... I mean, he put out so much art for Project Horizons. And a lot of people who drew later art for Project Horizons got their art from Vector Brony. All right. Uh, Stuskov starts out, Hi, Somber. I'm a big fan of Fallout Equestrian and Project Horizons. You did a fantastic job of it. Edit. I'm delighted that you're saying the same thing about Fallout Equestrian and Project Horizons I find myself saying about my own Fallout Equestrian story. That you never had the concentration before on the stories that you wrote until you wrote Project Horizons is something I can relate to. Thank you so much for giving me a little encouragement that this is working. Yes. Have a few Just questions you're probably it. sick of. Uh, number one, what was the inspiration for characters people now will love, such as Blackjack and P21? Do you still care about them as much as you did when you were writing them? I think the second half of that question is something we haven't touched before. Yeah. Um, the inspiration for the characters, Blackjack largely comes from me. Actually, most of the characters are different parts of me. Um, you know, Blackjack is who I wish I was. P21 deals with a lot of my own uh, past hurts. Rampage is a lot of my personal frustrations. Um, Lacune is a lot of my regrets. Um, Glory is my waifu. <laughs> I'm sorry, if I could, if I could find find a woman like Glory that was a little bit nagging, a little bit sweet, and really smart, just would be amazing. Um, so, I don't mean to cut you off, but I have to <laughs> giggle when you say you kind of want to be Blackjack. Mm-hmm. And you just commented earlier that you accidentally made her a slut. So, and I have no sex life. Where's the question get so? Okay. <laughs> Come on, sorry. I had to. I had to shine a light on that. <laughs> Please. Um, well, what about like uh, some of the other characters? Um, like I said, I had some very painful things happen to me when I was a teenager. Um, P21 was a lot of that, dealing with that pain. Um, Rampage, like I said, I have major depressive issues in my head. Um, I have a, a condition called dysthymia, which is a chronic neurological condition um, that uh, makes me low-grade suicidal most of the time. And Rampage is a pony that can't die. I know that if I committed suicide, I would make a lot of people very upset. And they don't want me to do that. So it's that, that frustration of wanting something, but knowing that it would hurt a lot of other people. Um, Lacune is, is just a lot of things that I wish were different in my life. Um, where I look back at who I am and what I've done and, and wish that things could have been different. And then just glory is my wife. Um, and it, it's a little dismissive to call her that, but you know, if I were to love someone, it would be someone like glory. 
And you may also note that it doesn't work out between Blackjack and Glory, which is also just sad. Number two, then. Uh, what would you like to write in the future that isn't inspired by Fallout and Fallout Equestria? Like I said, I'm currently writing a original fantasy. It's a, largely a fantasy that's in my own head. It's The world is very large in scope, and I've been developing it in my head for years now. Um, the question is, can I get stories out of this world? Uh, I hope I can. That'd be really uh, cool. Uh, if you plan to post it on a place like, I don't know, like Wattpad or Amazon, is it something that you'll probably link and share for those who enjoy your pony, yes. pony writing? All right, cool. Yes. Yes, um, and I, I am planning on, on publishing it probably through Amazon. Um, I know their their publishing system well enough, and the bar is really low. Um, but uh, the, the the thing is, this time I actually want to finish a story before I, I publish it. Publish it, you know. I share uh, bits of my writing with with my Patreons, uh, who I don't deserve. They're so freaking awesome. They're so awesome. They're so awesome. Just Patreons are awesome. Very, very. Um, I, I, I share my, my chapter to chapter writing with them. Um, and uh, usually I, I have a few people that will give me some really good feedback on it. So hopefully I'll get something original out. But I want something original. I want to actually be able to live on my writing. Or if not live on my writing, then, you know, have that be a larger part of my life. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to navigate through these because we're really uh, limited on time. We've probably got time for like two more questions. <laughs> so I'm going to snag n number three is one that we already touched on before that you're kind of okay if people play with your universe and characters yeah. as long as, you know, of course you're known about it. Or even if they just send you a message like, hey, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see... Numbers, we'll take number seven. What did you think people would like and dislike about your story? And did you find yourself correct or wrong? I thought that everyone would hate my story. Um, I thought that I was writing garbage. And fortunately, everyone kept telling me I was wrong. Uh, like I said, I have that uh, depressive disorder it makes it very hard for me to be fair to my own writing and um, I was just overjoyed that anyone got anything out of my story so on that part I thought that it was uh, at least marginally a success alright uh, do you have a favorite artist who's done fan art of your work oh god Omega Riley has done amazing art. Mech has done incredible art. Um, Vector Brony, like I said, was one of the first that did art for Horizons. Um, sadly, I have, I'm very bad with artist names. Um, but there's been some, some really incredible art done for my story. I would actually have to research the names to give you a full list. All right. Um, let's see, the next question is, where were you, um, in general before Project Horizons? Before you read Fallout Equestrian, saw MLP, what kind of fandoms were you doing? What were you looking forward to? I was mostly, um, I was mostly, uh, in the MLP fandom. Um, like I said, prior to joining the MLP fandom, I was extremely depressed. 
uh, I probably would be dead if it wasn't for the MLP fandom. Um, I was writing some short stories. I was working on a longer piece called Fire with Fire. Um, and that kind of fell apart when Discord came around in um, episode two. And that was largely the point where I transitioned to writing Fallout. Um, or sorry, Project Horizons. Unfortunately, uh, my original writing sometimes gets spiked by the show. Like I was writing a story called The Sun Is Not Good. And I was just about to get to chapter three of that series when they released the episode uh, Royal Problem. And we had, you know, Evil Celestia. And it's like, well, shit, that's exactly what my entire story was working up to, was Evil Celestia. Um, and so, at that point, my inspiration got, you know, very firmly spiked. Uh, another thing that happened was I was working on a webcomic uh, with, uh, with Mech, and he we got to the episode with Tartarus where we actually see, you know, what Tartarus was and it kind of spiked the storyline I had going on with an alicorn who was in charge of Tartarus. So yeah, it's, it's like every now and then the, the, the show will throw a curveball, and it's easy to say, we'll just make it alternate universe. And it's like, eh, sometimes the story doesn't allow for an alternate universe. Um, like right now, I have a story called Friendship is Incarceration, which was created as an alternate universe, so it works. You know, it's, it's a clear violation of the universe as, you know, the show, uh, as this, this show depicts, because I intended it to be a, a diversion. Whereas with my other stories, it's like, oh, I was hoping this would be contextualized with the main show, and now it can't. So, oh well. All right. And then last but not least, the bonus question that Duskhoof gives is, what character, either from the show or in Fallout, uh, Equestrian uh, Project Horizons, would you switch places with for the day? What character would I switch places with for the day? Probably I would switch places with Boo for a day. If I could be in Boo's uh, body. And that way I could, you know, just kind of hang along and tag along with the rest of the group as they do their stuff. And eat snack cakes. And eat snack cakes. Aww. That's adorable. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, if I, if, and, and plus I'm pretty sure Boo would not mess up my apartment too much, so. Now then, um... For anyone who uh, is watching this cast after the fact, or whether it was linked in, say, like the Reddit Fallout Equestria, um, or they're um, just catching it on YouTube and they have a question or want to reach out to you about some fan art that um, they aren't really sure, like maybe I shouldn't send it to them, what's the best way to reach out to you uh, just to say hi or to compliment you or to meet the master himself? I am horrible with social media just simply because I don't know what to say to people. Um, you, fin fiction is kind of the, the most reliable way to send me something. I try to respond to people occasionally. I just derp and it's rude. I apologize. Um, Patreon is another great way of, of getting to me just simply because they help keep me fed. <laughs> um, 
and then you know I, I'm it's not that hard for a lot of people to find me on discord or other places so yeah awesome well then that is just about all the time that we have I have one final thing to ask Kevin Enigma okay. The floor yes. is yours. You fought Perfect. for Somber. You suggested Somber along with everyone else. Please, Enigma, take the final question. So, Somber, could you rate my oh, my Fallout OC? Oh my god. From shit to not shit. Are you kidding? What the fuck is wrong with you? I have to take this opportunity, you guys. <sighs> Somber, just tell him he's garbage. Just tell him he's awful. Uh, is your OC the green one or the yellow one? It's the green one. It's they're the both, stupid fucking both green actually, one. But they're both actually, but the green one is the one who's my avatar right now. Uh-huh. He's a snazzy dresser, I'll give him that. God. Yeah. Um, oh, I would, the colors is kind of an interesting mix. You have that green and purple, which generally clashes, but you know works really well. His eye color kind of ties it together. He's got a pit butt, so that tells me he's a vault dweller, or probably the protagonist, because only he's protagonists get pit butts. Not, not a vault dweller. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you should, and uh, i got to thank Zorvec for this art. Enigma, stop explaining it! We don't have time for your bullshit! <laughs> um, and then the, the mayor um, is... Yeah, she's a, a stable pony protagonist. Um, no, I think it looks good. Yeah! Somber approved. Yeah. I'll get you next time, Enigma. Next time on the Barcast, where... Milk, we have a person scheduled, right? No, not at all. Fuck! This, this is how it's going. We don't have anybody yet until I find some. Find out next time this, on Dragon Ball Z. This is what the holidays season does to us, guys. But nevertheless, Somber, thank you so much for coming on and making time to let us interview you. No worries. So until next time, everyone, your bartenders for this evening have been a non-pencil. Enigma, I hope you die in your sleep. Enigma. Art was made by Zorvik. Slam Norfer. <coughs> Milk. Good to see you. Of course, the wonderful Somber. Thank you for having me. My name's Flutter Priest. See you next time! Alex, post the links! Alex, post the links to everything of where they can find this! Thank you! Wow, you're so mean to Alex. Like, why? (laughs) I said thank you.